Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons in this house. Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur blossoms? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast. I have been digging into the 20th century quite a bit, as you know, and turning over a lot of interesting stones and more and more. I look, the more I see that like the counterculture and all of our heroes are all manufactured and everything. And so we're just kind of going through more and more of this with my new friend, Dana here. Dana, thank you so much for being here. Uh, You have introduced me to a number of different uh, items from the past that I had either glossed over in search of something else or just missed entirely. And I think this is really exciting to talk about. So I'm pumped. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. And I love your background, dude. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I uh, I really am interested in this false memory syndrome foundation. As soon as you brought that up initially, I don't know how long you've been talking about it, but as soon as I saw it, that was a, something that just kind of pinged and it triggered a number of other things. You know, like it, rem- it even sounds right off the bat like just another part of this psyop, this massive thing that's going on in the past. So in first of all, before we even get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this work. Sure. Um, so I, uh, I'm a nurse, I'm an ICU nurse, and I took a little break after working on the road with COVID. I worked a couple crisis jobs, very traumatic anyways. So I was reading a lot and, um, I read the book, The Brothers, about John Foster and Alan Dulles, and it's, you know, their entire biography, and then it goes through all of the coups and how, you know, they're both right there in those pivotal seats of power, and I thought I had a pretty good grasp on history for the most part, because my dad was born in Germany, and Mm. he's beat it into my head to understand German history appropriately, and well... I was wrong. And so then I read Devil's Chessboard and I was like, you know what? Now that I know all of this, I'm going to come on the internet and make videos and I'm going to tell everybody else. (laughs) And then um, the United Nations, uh, I don't know if I should like censor myself or the UN. 
Thank you. The UN came out with their statement for the advocation of pedophilia in March, and uh, everybody called me crazy. You can go read it yourself. That's exactly what it says. And at that point, that was when I decided I knew I was going to cover it, but that was when I decided to cover the Franklin scandal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got programmed to kill, and I've just been kind of working through those cases, and that's I mean, Franklin was when, you know, everything kind of took off. So, right, right. Program to kill. That's uh, McCowan, right? Yep. Yeah. God bless his soul. Rest I in know. peace, man. I know. I know. You know, it's amazing. Um, any of, so most of my stuff is on Instagram, but I've had at least four victims reach out to me and say, I've never, like, what's that book? Who wrote that? No one's ever talked about my story before. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's 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 intense, man. And one of Johnny Gosh's family members reached out to me two weeks ago. Whoa. Yeah, I know that name. Why? Don't yes, I, you do. Yes, I, but you I do. don't. But I can't remember what why I know that name. <laughs> um, the Franklin scandal. Paul okay, Bonacci, yeah, yeah, Michael Aquino. Michael yeah. Aquino. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. where that connection was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say McGowan's work has uh, aged quite well. Yeah, no matter what people say about him. Yes, absolutely. Do people talk badly about him? Maybe I've just avoided those circles or something. I mean, I have I've always seen a lot of praise and I give him a lot of praise. But man, I didn't know there was a lot of dissent. Is it because of like uh, uh, pulling on the heartstrings and no, don't take my music away from me? Or is it deeper than that? Is it like trying to be factual? It's only it's only when I talk about this stuff with kids. Really? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Specifically. Wow, that is really interesting. It is because, you know, I make it a point to tell people, you know, uh, I dare you to come and tell one of these victims that they're lying (laughs) and that this is the only author that they've ever heard speak about their case. Like, I dare you. But why? But why is this something that, you know, people can write off so easily? And I would argue and I think that uh, McGowan did as good as he could without veering off in the book that the false memory syndrome foundation was pivotal to all of it being written off. So that makes sense. So let's get into this. What is the false memory syndrome foundation? So the false memory syndrome foundation was created by uh, Pamela and Peter Freyd. So the daughter who has not recanted her statement to this day. Keep that in mind. Um, This was in the early 90s, very early 90s. Uh, She, as an adult, had memories come back to her that her father had abused her. And while Miss Pamela Freyd could not, she needed to exonerate her husband in the court of public opinion. So this woman created a charity. Yes, it was tax exempt. And just started sending out these flyers about have you been falsely accused by a child of abuse whoa yeah yeah um and so i did a stream yesterday because i found because there's a really old archive of the website and then i think they changed it around like 2008 but i found somebody got a copy of the first letter that they ever sent out and in it it says, how do we know that we're not in the business of representing pedophiles? And would you like to know her reasons? Because she gives two. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Here's her reasons. 
They look like nice people who dress nice. They have graying hairlines and they are people that you would want to be friends with. Her second reason, a polygraph. That's it. Right. Because that's so trustworthy and that's proven to be so successful so many times. That's it. That those were her reasons. First one's really important because the first one is trying to appeal to the masses in a certain way more than anything else. And thank you. That's very disturbing, you know, because we see that now more than ever. And it's very out in the open. It, and of course, like you said, the UN endorsed it. And um, it's interesting to just always see the the early tendrils of it. Yeah. Poking its head out. Not like necessarily that this was the first time in history for it to, to sure. be a thing, but this cycle of it, perhaps, you know, early 20th century and all that. This is I've- really I feel like this one, because once this one kind of blew up um, and it's and when she pointed that out and it's a great point that you bring up, you know, that that's so pivotal as far as like the visual op of like, we look like nice people. And I'm like, would that fly with the Catholic Church, the LDS, the Southern Baptist Church? Because a lot of these individuals on the scientific advisory board were hired for the Catholic church, for their uh, clergy abuse investigation team. I would call that a conflict of interest, but (laughs) that's just me. Right. Um, But this eventually sprung up to all over the world. Uh, It's in Australia. The British leg is still very active to this day. And specifically the British leg, uh, when they called the Freyds seeking advice, guess who they referred to them dr john money oh yeah my goodness the names are getting interesting here (laughs) yeah no i mean it's 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 really there's no there's no scientific basis and there's no ethical basis at all Mm -hmm. this is this woman taking it to the extreme and i would argue people seeing an opportunity seeing a way out and seeing a way to weaponize uh, psychiatry, psychology, uh, healthcare, and the law, because uh, they were kind of stacked to the teeth legal wise as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Dershowitz wrote for the False Memory Syndrome Foundation what a their monthly circular. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that He's crazy? Just an interesting philanthropist, uh, full on right sure. Sorry, I mispronounced that. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I'm like, and this was back in the 90s. So I think that that's really interesting that he's Hmm. in print advocating for this. That's nuts. I know. I've never heard about that. And I feel like, man, if that had only come out like a year ago in everybody's faces or something, but of course it never does. Oh no, this, this stuff is still, um, this stuff is still hidden. The, uh, the main woman, Elizabeth Loftus, who is uh, still out here preaching the great truths of the false memory syndrome foundation. You sure do because yeah, she was the professional witness for Gislaine Maxwell. Oh, <gasps> that's right. Holy shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Dude, how is this real life? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Keep going. <laughs> she was Jeez. also the professional witness for Harvey Weinstein, for OJ Simpson, for Ted Bundy, for the Menendez brothers, for Timothy McVeigh. Are you? Whoa. She's been, and guess every- guess what else? She was the professional witness in McMartin. Okay, so for people who don't know about McMartin, can you explain that? 
yeah. So uh, many people may see documentaries, especially on Oxygen, uh, Netflix, Hulu. McMartin is the preschool case that ah. is referenced for the satanic panic. Right. Um, and it's rogue therapists planting these memories in the kids' heads about tunnels underground and satanic ritual abuse and blah, 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 blah. And they never want to mention that there was a daycare that was also involved, as well as three other schools, and that there were over 400 victims. All of those victims that were examined, uh, independent medical records show that 80% showed signs of violent abuse, violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tunnels were there. The tunnels were there. All of this information was withheld. Before the trial, those children were put through the longest pretrial hearing in United States history, which is why it was the most expensive trial in United States history. So that's why this is so known. But little Miss Loftus goes in there and completely gaslights the kids. They Mm. withheld a lot of stuff from the trial itself. And everyone walked away scot-free. And the McMartin situation, this is the... um... This is the Mrs. Doubtfire woman, right? Or is oh that a gosh. different situation? That's that is that one. Yes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I that I didn't put the name together with it yet, but yeah, I've that's the really creepy part because it's almost like when it comes to Hollywood for so long, you know, before it just all falls apart in your mind, you're like, well, this one's a good one. And this one's probably a good one. Like Robin yeah. Williams, man, he was probably like a good one. So it's like I don't even know that they know what they're a part of necessarily. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm big into like exploring the ideas of controlled opposition, but I try not to go all the way to like dude knew exactly what he was doing and what he was part of. You know, some of it's very obvious, but some of it's so up in the air. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's more cut and dry for some people. I don't know. I feel like that's I think I think that there's a fair argument for that. I think it's really crazy that there's a uh, PR campaign on TikTok right now saying basically uh, discrediting the satanic panic, uh, gaslighting these kids again Mm -hmm. and saying that uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and McMartin is uh, inciting trans violence. Oh, my God. That's great. Okay, so that definitely is another nail in the coffin. It just kind of makes it more obvious that that's. They're just trying to victimize it, of course. And they're just doing it again. Of course, doing it again because people don't want to talk about this because, you know, I personally think that the False Memory Syndrome Foundation and its board members uh, was and is a stain on our history as a whole. And uh, this field has a lot of atoning to do, quite frankly, because, you know, Jolly West was a board member. Oh, Why is Jolly West around Jolly children? West. Why is he around children? Oh, my goodness. So Jolly West, th- that name just keeps coming up in all of my episodes about the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't I matter does. where you look, you know, when it comes to the psychedelic revolution or just or psychology itself, whatever was going on. Jolly's got a hand in everything. Mm-hmm. And yes, your does. live streams lately, if p- people are interested to find out more about that guy, if they don't already, you've been going into his story quite a bit lately well i had to so i was working on this project and it was you know for the ex-scientology community Mm -hmm. and i had just brought up 
Dr. Margaret Singer, not the abortionist, a different Margaret Singer, who was Jolly West's peer when they were working uh, with the POWs and brainwashing and torture and all of that at the beginning of their career. Mm -hmm. And when we finished that video, there was a comment that was left calling me a dangerous person, spreading misinformation and feeding into a QAnon narrative. And I said, oh, well, what do we have here? Yeah, that's interesting. This is a red flag to me. Bingo. So I started digging through uh, this community and wouldn't you know it? The next day I wake up and there's a really long sub stack by an author, a pretty well-renowned author, and then a podcast singing the praises of Dr. Lewis Joylin Jolly West, claiming that he was a civil rights activist and a man who spent his life in servitude of others. Then I do a stream, my first stream about Jolly. Then I wake up the next morning and there's another podcast. And this went on for days from mm. this author in the UK who I do not know. Interesting. And it's, it, well, is, isn't it though? You isn't tell it? tell me who it is off air if you don't want to say it on oh. the air. Oh, I'm happy to say it on the air because oh. this man has yet to reply to me because he finally responded. So he wrote the staple uh, history of Scientology and LRH, L. Ron Hubbard himself. Um, and after I went on that show and all of that happened, he went on and he started trashing Tom O'Neill's book, Chaos, hmm. saying that Tom O'Neill was... Uh, the speculation about Jolly was concerning because Jolly was a good man, one of the best men that he had ever met. And I said, okay, and I'm listening. And then he informs everybody. And I'm like, is this a Freudian slip or like, am I losing my mind? He hmm. says that Jolly West wrote the recommendation for his book and that Margaret Singer paid for his book because he was going to go bankrupt. So that's two false memory syndrome foundation board members who have uh, elevated this man's career mm. so i left a couple comments you know of people asking about jolly's involvement with the cia just you know jolly was a monster and then i just decided to leave a comment and i said mr atac i would really appreciate it if you would factually refute me because i think that you are being untruthful with your audience i said jolly was guilty of crimes against humanity including war crimes and crimes against children and he said what crimes are you referring to because this man thinks that he can just uh, demand evidence from the u.s mm -hmm. government from the time of mk ultra right <laughs> um and so i said well you claim that he was a civil rights activist because of his work with uh, martin luther king I said, but you don't bring up the violence prevention center that he was proposing where he wanted to put chips in the brains of young black men so that he could predict violence because he thinks that they're the most violent. And mm. he got a lot of backlash for that. And that got shut down. I said, and the audacity that these Margaret Singer and Jolly West were uh, whistleblowers about mind control. That's what they were doing with the POWs, according to him. They were warning the academic and the scientific community that this was real. Right. They weren't torturing anybody. Right. At all. Always warning. It's always warning. Huxley was warning us. They're all just warning. Sure. Right. sure. They're not narrating. No, not at all. <laughs> Never. Why would they do that? Right.
why would they just tell us what's going to happen instead of yeah you know, they're just warning it's out of good nature yeah well and you that know, language is always the same and this this um just real quick the idea this did you ever see the I, I don't i don't know if i ever saw the original to be honest but that remake of manchurian candidate with denzel washington back in the day yes yes so i don't know if you remember this that they were all taught to repeat that Raymond Shaw is a great yeah. and honorable man. Yeah. Like that yeah. one line over and over again. It almost sounds like when these people are defending Jolly West, it's almost something like that. You know, yes. it's this automatic and it's the same as is perceived in the public eye, right? This is the same reason why George H.W. Bush has many books written about him and all presidents do and many beautiful words and, and language surrounding that. And almost like they're not really lying ever. They just, choose the right language around things you know he lived in servitude to others yeah what kind of dark servitude was he under you know i mean yes the language is all true it's just how you perceive things you know i mean i i think you're being gracious and i respect that i would argue that they are being just untruthful with their audience if they're not willing to look at all of it if they're only going to present the side that serves the you know the perspective that they're trying to portray oh no Um, i totally agree yeah you know (laughs) it's just it's like i'm at the point where i'm just like let's call a spade a spade you know like Mm -hmm. uh he was uh, against the death penalty and he you know uh patty hearst and i'm like excuse me sir uh there were four other members of the false memory syndrome foundation's board uh, on her on her team so can we talk about that because i think that that's pretty weird wow he only wants to focus on manson and jolly and if jolly controlled manson uh he discredits tom o'neill because there's not evidence and he won't talk about anything else he won't talk about timothy mcveigh and all the work that dr painting has done in aberration won't address any of it and i think that it's for a reason but it's just this false memory syndrome foundation thing. Uh, some of these people have gotten really jumpy, really, really jumpy. Hmm. And so I'm going to talk about it every single day that I am able to get on a stream and continue to beat this into people's heads because it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dig in. Let's, let's expose more of it. Let's talk about it some more. What else, what else can we talk about? Interrupt me at any time. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, a free flow, this. this is a free flow conversation. That's I, how I do my show. You know, I could rant about it. Um, and I have, <laughs> that's what but... we shall do. <laughs> I'm okay with that. This will take us into interesting places. I'm sure. Okay. Awesome. I you appreciate know, the more names that come you. up, the more organizations that pop up. This, these are all connections that, whether I make them right here, right now, someone out there listening might make a connection that we're that's not seeing, what I, you know, and that's, that's always what I'm the hoping. Goal. It's always that's the spider web, you know? Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm hoping. Um, yeah. You know, you see in the, in the monthly circulars, you know, it starts to change and you see where the money comes in. And I thought it was really curious that, you know, Johns Hopkins was the first institution that was willing to recognize false memory syndrome as a syndrome. It's never been in the diagnostic manual. It's never been approved. Um, these other psychotherapists, psychologists who did not adhere to this, um, a lot of them had to shut their businesses down. Hmm. And a lot of them were sued and lost all of their money. Well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And it's these people have profited off of gaslighting children. 
And I just don't understand why people don't want to talk about it. The science has completely been debunked. It's not real. And, you know, it's these institutions of people because Jolly West and Margaret Singer, while being on the False Memory Syndrome Foundation's board, were heavily involved in the anti-cult community and the cult recovery community. Mm. So that's an aspect that, you know, I have kind of on the back burner, but I'm going to explore that as well because this current situation that I find myself in, I find that quite relevant because yeah. anybody that's familiar with uh, Scientology's practices, it's a lot of uh, past lives implanted memory type of mm. behavior and Scientology just kind of popped up right around the time of MK Ultra. So isn't that a little weird that That's I have, true. right? It's a little weird. I think it's like a six month difference between the two. So the fact that Jolly West is well respected for being a very vocal um, anti-Scientologist, I think that that is a straight up lie. And yeah, I think that that is an op. Mm. Yeah, I don't buy it. Sense. Interesting. Like, like controlled opposition, like you said. Yeah. Like, I think that that's controlled opposition. Right. Um, and you know, Jolly's archives are at UCLA. Someone reached out to me because they were out there and they asked me what I wanted, and I'm like, I want to see Jack Ruby, and I want to see if there's anything about L. Ron Hubbard, because you know, L. Ron Hubbard was reaching out to uh to hoover about doing remote viewing like those letters are in the black the black foia archive that's online that's all in there it's called operation grill flame it's completely insane but anyways back to the false memory thing nice. so um it's not only been used in child abuse cases um it's also been used it was used a lot around the time of 9 11 really yeah a lot and columbine as well for witnesses wow. that was uh that was a staple in columbine and 9-11 so i think that that's a little interesting yeah i would i would say that we could probably start finding more and more connections with the uh, certain school shootings maybe bigger ones not necessarily the plethora that we have today but like some initial ones like columbine was kind of a an archetype you know it was, yes. a, it, was a, it was a big thing when it happened shit i was in high school when it happened so really everybody not everybody a lot of assholes wore trench coats that you know throughout yeah. that, that year you know like sure it became like an opposition thing you know but oh wow yeah that's really interesting that it makes sense too i can imagine that this false memory syndrome can be applied in so many scenarios because immediately a topic that i get into and my heart is very passionate about is this whole ufo disclosure thing and you know it has it has um, yeah dude there's like there's substantial evidence and i i don't have it here but like i've heard from good people that the original story from Betty and Barney Hill, America's big first, you know, interracial couple, by the way, that was unhurt for the fucking what? Forties, fifties, something like that. Thank you. Um, yeah. First UFO case, big case. And uh, yeah, the first original story was supposedly that they thought that they were kidnapped by military. And so all of a sudden you get, Betty and Barney having two very different stories after she gets out of hypnosis, 
which is really interesting. Suddenly there's aliens and demons and all that kind of thing. It's like this very material fantasy land thing that they've been driving us towards in some way, but that's only one little sliver of it, you know, but that's what you've got my mind reeling about here because there's so much of the secret space program 20 and back. Uh, You know, I've been to the outer reaches of the, you know, Corey good and it's all come out as kind of fraudulent and everything, but there's so many, so much money going through hands here in these situations. And this is, these are things that are purposely intentionally shown to the public and given to us as, as real life stories and real important things to focus on. And it's just very, very overwhelming. This is interesting. Yeah, no, it's, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because someone Mm. else reached out to me on Twitter about their, they didn't go into too much detail, but they had brought it up about their experience with the sighting and, Mm you know, memories, uh, you know, them being told that memories were implanted. And so I was digging through the archives in the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, and Pamela Freyd had the audacity to say that UFO sightings were more credible than child abuse. And that that's what should, and that's, that's what they, you know, that's more credible. This is a gold mine. Yeah, it yeah, really is. is. Gold mine because I, and my head's just exploding even from just that because there that's two narratives that are very important to these people that Split. are, you know, and you know you got the the kid thing and then you have aliens and they're just putting them together like that. It's really interesting. Oh, it's so fucked. This is so crazy. I'm just always wondering how they're going to bring all these things together and they are slowly doing it. The alien narrative, the psychedelics, the child abuse, mind control, all of it. It's all kind of mixing in and knowingly going against, a, you know, millions and billions of people, most, a lot of which are like awake and aware and pursuing wisdom. They think at least when we go down all yeah. these rabbit holes and everything, and little do we know a lot of these rabbit holes are like manufactured, paid for created right. in a lab. And it's just nuts, man. Absolutely. I, um, so you know, I've like tried over time to kind of beat the board members into my brain. And with Mm -hmm. the Scientology stuff, it's worked out for me. Um, (laughs) But I decided to look back and see what I could find as far as linking other board members to CIA stuff. And so uh, Clinton commissioned that Human Radiation Experiments Committee in the 90s. And if you look in the archives, and it's all there on the NSA archive, um, you've got, uh, Dr. Martin Orn, who is a pro at torture and psychological torture, who was on the board of the false memory syndrome foundation. He's in the same sentence as Sidney Gottlieb. And they're Jeez. talking about artichoke. They're talking about bluebird. And guess what else they're talking about in conjunction with those two programs, the physical and sexual abuse of children. What the fuck? This is in government NSA testimony. Right. It's on there. And I'm like, why is no one talking about this? And so I brought that up to them as well. I said, okay, so you want to point to Jolly. Martin Orn was a peer of Jolly. So was Sidney Gottlieb. I don't care because I have MK, I think it was subproject, I think it might be 43. And you've got like Jolly's, you know, little resume over here. And it's at his hospital. And the researcher's name is the only one that's blotted out. And Sidney Gottlieb's name is at the bottom of that. Hmm. And 
right there. Don't tell me. I, I we we're allowed to look and come to our own, uh, you know, conclusions, especially if we're well versed in this type of history. Right. We don't need proof because we know that they hide things. Mm. And I'm trying, hopefully over time, I will be able to make the argument that because, you know, I, I do a lot of research on like Child Protective Services and DCYF um, and churches, but I'm hoping that if we could come to a point where we could just completely blow the lid on the false memory syndrome foundation itself and make it something that you cannot argue, because mm -hmm. that would completely flip the satanic panic on its head, period, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. every single case, it was false memory false memory, false memory, not real, not real, even though there's evidence in those cases of everything that those kids said. And we know that they were giving kids drugs because I've got board members talking about bluebird and artichoke and the sexual mm -hmm. abuse of children and trying to split their personalities. Okay. And so what, how many pop stars do we have that claims multiple personality? I mean, we don't believe them half the time, but it's, they're promoting the fuck out of it. Right. It's a really strong, shit. it's a strong, it's a strong argument for the Monarch program. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't care that Bill Casey uh, just dismissed it. He didn't deny it. Right. Exactly. So exactly. that's a, yeah. take it into my chambers. It. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. And right. I, uh, people do say that too. People do. Cause I remember telling my dad about it like years ago and he was like, he, he, he doesn't, they, they don't come to any conclusions on that. I'm like, come on, <laughs> think about human behavior here. Just come on. Think about it. <laughs> He's not guilty. Come to any conclusions. <laughs> right. Well, as in like, because it was all, you know, we needed to reserve this for, uh, for private, private, uh, uh, quarters or whatever, you know how they say for that. national security. Yeah. For national security purposes, we should, we would, uh, like to reserve this for, you know, private session you know and it's like yeah see it just was national security so it's, it's unfortunate because so many people buy these very obvious excuses you know absolutely and we know that richard helms ordered sydney gottlieb to destroy all of the mk ultra paperwork it's so interesting that sydney can be the enemy he can be the 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 bad guy on the poster but jolly can't well why is that it, well, I mean, I would argue, at least in the ex-Scientology community, um, because, you know, there's a couple people, specifically the one girl that's, you know, been slandering my name, mm. who thinks that Margaret Singer is a hero. And then you've got this guy who's, a, you know, a pretty well-renowned author uh, who, you know, Jolly was his hero and, you know, one of the best men that he's ever known. So there's these people who no one questions their authority. They just take them at face value and yeah. don't dig any deeper so why is that i don't know i am starting to question motives um you know this girl made that comment and i told you we went back and forth the podcast the Substack, my live stream this and that yeah. um and i've asked her multiple times uh to debate me or refute me or at least you know recant her statement in private she hasn't yeah. and today i think i believe it was today I was on Zero Dark Tony's show and they doxed him in yeah. the live chat. Yep. Shout out to Tony, by the way. I think he's doing the good work as well. And, he is. Uh, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, I told him today that we were going to blast these fuckers. <laughs> like straight up, dude. It's like, you know, 
I, I mean, I kind of popped off on like a members only stream the other night because I had been working for like 14 hours and I was really upset because, you know, these girls come on here and it's mostly just this one, the main chick, I would say, mm -hmm. um, that doxed him that, you know, they just, they're so smart and you can't question them. And I'm like, Ex excuse me, excuse me. So you're going to sit here and tell me that all of these victims, some that have reached out to me, I dare you to tell me that they're liars. I dare you. And quite frankly, I think it's very dangerous. One might say concerning that there's an individual working in the mental health field who's saying that a bunch of victims aren't victims and that they're lying because you think that the satanic panic wasn't real. Right. Because and of so, your hero. And this, 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 uh, this perception is so important that a whole foundation needs to be paid for and funded and, and continued on and on to history, which is very interesting. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it dissolved and, you know, there's some, there's some weird stuff with the timing of its dissolution. What uh, year did it, did it dissolve? 2019. <laughs> but they kind of, but they kind of kept it hush hush. And, Hmm. Uh, it all kind of came out around the same time of Michael Aquino's death, which I think is really, really weird. Yeah. I, I'm just making that observation because, you know, I found a really interesting book from, I think it was like the early nineties. I found it in the archive and I haven't read through it yet, but I mean, it completely shows that, you know, Michael Aquino, I mean, we, we all know if we know who Aquino is, we know that he was completely full of garbage. He was absolutely a satanic Nazi pedophile, but this book states it in legal terms because it's just oh, about shit. the legal aspect of all of it. Yeah. And how it was the media that was so important in discrediting these victims. Um, and it, some of these lawyers like Dershowitz, let's yeah. take Dershowitz, for example, you know, he was pivotal. And going into the media sector and making sure that people were paid and that that narrative was spun out properly. Right. And helped right. choose the faces that were going to be on TV saying, oh, my God, there's just all of a sudden out of nowhere, all these rogue therapists that are planting memories in these kids brains. And yeah. none of these parents, none of these parents are guilty. Right. And it's just you look back and you wonder if you would speak up about it like at that time. Um, and so well, I yeah. won't shut up about it. You know, this is crazy because this is like an organized form of something that is a th something that happens in nature already in humanity, which is like this. <clears throat> I personally know people who were extremely abusive and ruined their child's life, basically. And, uh, you know, that person's tormented mentally to this day, recovering and getting better and blah, blah, blah. But still just even on a very base level, their personalities would just automatically deny any negative um, comment or word of advice or anything. These people were kind of just strictly self hating but also selfish abusers who could not ever be foul be fallible or yeah. wrong about anything and this is this is 
obviously from trauma as well. These people grow up in trauma and become like that. And you look at this false memory syndrome foundation. It's like a bunch of these narcissistic types of people just got together eventually and went, Hey, I think we can like organize this, you know, trait that we have, you know, this behavior where we just deny all guilt on any level ever, always, and just gaslight our children forever and ever on just little things and big things, we could turn that into something real and have a driving force behind it. That's what this speaks to. That's what this sounds like to me. That's exactly what it was. You've hit the nail on the head, except for blow it up times a thousand because, (laughs) you know, these board members, um, like I said, they, they traveled all around the world. And uh, one of the most prolific, Mr. Ralph Underwager, uh, he is, mostly well-known to people who are familiar with the board for his interview with his wife, Halita Wakefield, in the Dutch publication Padika, which was a journal of pedophilia, where he states that he is a theologian, and as a theologian, he believes that it is God's will that pedophiles should be able to choose who they love boldly and courageously. They should not feel bad at all, and that that's society's problem. And it is dealing with it. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. So he was uh, commissioned to go out to Australia and this for anybody who's ever had any questions about McMartin, Hmm. I will, if you, if you send them over to me, because eventually I'm going to show this interview. I found it in the trenches of YouTube, but I'm so glad I did. So it was in Australia and it was titled uh, the defense of Mr. Bubbles. And it was at a preschool and Mr. Bubbles was their teacher. Oh, great. And it was identical. The kids were taken away from the school. There were adults that shouldn't have been there coming into the school, all kinds of stuff. And Ralph Underwager was a witness and they read the medical records on TV in Australia. And they are just as bad as in program to kill, like equivalently bad. Right. So good on Australia for being transparent and putting that out there and forcing people to look at it. So the host of 60 Minutes Australia comes here to interview Ralph Underwager and kind of call him out, you know, but he's calm in the beginning. And Ralph Underwager starts cussing him out and calling him a bastard and screaming at him to get off of his property. Whoa. On TV. And I'm like, this is beautiful. Bravo. Good on you, Australia. Like before Australia was totally controlled and locked down, I guess. I I don't know. It's so weird what comes out and what doesn't. I know. Like not to get too sidetracked, but just recently, and this is going to come out kind of after this, but I've been kind of getting into this whole uh, sound of silence thing. This movie that's come out, this child (laughs) movie, which is like, don't get me started on that. It's such a good thing. It's like, yeah, but why are we seeing it? It's not a Hollywood movie, man. It's not from Hollywood. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah, it fucking is. Dude, Caviezel, man, they couldn't get their claws in them. Yeah. And in The Departed, Costigan had to go to jail first so he could fit in with the gang. You know, and have Costello buy his his fucking, you know, crook, whatever, you know, his, his costume. Like, it's this is what they do. This is literally what they do, you know? So it's crazy. Yeah. So that OUR guy, Tim Ballard. Yep. So I did a lot of research on him. I've traced his family bloodline. Um, 
From what I've found, he is a direct bloodline descendant of Joseph Smith, the prophet. What the fuck? Correct. <laughs> that's true. That's nuts. I didn't well, realize. Man. Here's huh. the thing. So he comes out and he says that he's former, uh, you know, CIA. Uh, can't really can't really give any details. There mm. was a formal request that a journalist wrote to the CIA asking this. And the CIA said, we will confirm or deny if he signs a waiver. He refused to. So I think that that's weird. What's worse, a fake spook or a real spook? Right. I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> and so his there's another member. And this guy is the number one person in the global LDS church. They both have the same last name. Tim Ballard will not identify who his parents are. And this man will not identify his like 25 children. So until you guys tell me otherwise and you can show it, that's what it is. Because you have a lot of power and people don't really question you, except people do. But it gets ignored because people have been calling Tim Ballard out for a while. I didn't know that OUR existed. My fam- like part of my family is like really big into QAnon, so they totally buy into this movie. But I, you know, dived right in and people are like, "Why is he uh live streaming these rescues? That that's a violation of the victim's rights. And why are these being streamed to international donors?" That seems really sketchy. Why is he in these countries known for notorious corruption? Is he picking those places for a reason? Because if he was working within the United States, he would be in violation of many laws and would get arrested. So he's able to pull off his visual op here because he donates the canine dogs and computer technology to different police departments. But there have been multiple police departments that have said, please don't take credit for the work that we do. You were not involved in closing this case. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I've connected him specifically, O-U-R, in Ukraine with another very shady LDS family who's been over there helping while they established democracy. Uh So I think that these people are into some really weird stuff. And that whole movie is a joke. Yeah. Well, there's also some serious problem with the major funding that went into that movie as well. Um, The guy from Mexico... What the fuck is his name? Hang on. Hang on. Oh, do tell. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to find it in a message. because I've been ranting about it the past few hours. I oh, love crap. it. I can't remember his name. Let me find it. Should I even play the clip? Yeah, I'm going to play the clip right here. Hang on a second. Yeah. I'm just going to share my screen. Share the sound. I still. So Zoom is nice, you said. Man, I'm just terrible at all of it. <laughs> so it takes okay. me forever to share. So am I. It's okay. All right. So here we go. The Carlos Slim yeah. family is, is, is involved. Carlos Slim. JP, um, John Paul DeJoria. Oh, Fox Did he just say Carlos Slim? Yes. Carlos Slim was a major funder of this movie. 
Here, are listen you kidding to, me? Yeah, listen to the listen. And and for the folks who don't know who uh, Carlos Slim is, uh, tell them who he is. He's he's um, one of the wealthiest men on the, on, in, in the world. They are really, really bad people. <laughs> so then it cuts to Trump talking about him for a minute, because, of course, we do remember Trump getting all into this whole thing with Carlos Slim and the sexual misconduct stories and everything. Um, then it goes back. This guy talks about right here. It's really cool. Uh, they can't get a lot of help. Into Carlos Slim, because that's all it takes. Just a little look in. Comes back to the Clinton Foundation. In fact, he donated millions to him. One of the biggest donors to yeah. the Clintons. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot more that's going to be coming out. I, I'm surprised that they put this, this movie was bold in my opinion, because it's like, dude, you really want us looking into all this? You really want us? But nobody really looks, really nobody looks into it, man. And that's the problem is people are totally like buying into it. We've entered into this new realm. And I, so I've been saying that black pilled is the new conspiracy theorist, only it's not the feds and the CIA handing out the term. It's, it's conspiracy theorists by conspiracy theorists at conspiracy theorists, where if you're black pilled, you know, you're turning the microscope around on your own community and it's just bad blood and, I've done it for months now, like just trying to be factual and digging through and finding ops going on. You know, I've lost friends and, and yeah, I haven't really seen like a dip or anything, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a distancing that has happened with uh, a number of people, you know, because of, uh, because of it, they automatically just want to have a good time and everybody get along and uh, no, no, we're all fighting for the same thing, man. And I sympathize with that wholeheartedly, but, there's some part of me that just can't fucking shut up and I can't look away. You sympathize with it to an extent, right? Right. Because it's yeah. to an extent. It's why won't you look at this? You know, let's have an honest conversation about the facts. I let people know when I'm, uh, you know, engaging in conjecture. But the reality is, is that Operation Underground Railroad, the two victim stories that he really drives into the ground uh both of those victims have come on record multiple times saying you didn't save us we got away <laughs> ourselves that one kid that he did that whole campaign on i think his name is Gardy. Mm -hmm. um that kid's still missing Whoa. they've never found him and <laughs> i think it's really weird that the clintons literally got busted kidnapping kids in in haiti like on camera and then all of a sudden as soon as that's gone here comes tim ballard mr white knight you know using all this um like slave language like operation underground railroad these sexual slaves like the language is important you know right, and i just i'm like you guys, uh, you got You got to dig a little deeper. You know, yeah. it's just like with the false memory thing, you know, like they yeah. were trying to absolve people. And no, we have to look at all of these things really critically because these things involve children. And if we're not willing to, then we don't deserve to survive as a society. We just don't. Amen. Period. Yeah. I'd say that hits the nail on the head right there, you know. It drives me nuts, I mean, but good for you. I'm glad somebody else is speaking about OUR because they're I'm a not joke. the only one. Yeah, and it, it's getting around. I heard it from someone else. I saw that clip and I was like, holy shit, what's going on? And I started digging into it. And I've already been very suspicious of like Caviezel because I mean, and this is coming from someone total cinephile. I loved movies. I, I obsessed about actors and loved all of them. 
And yeah, it's been a heartbreak, you know? And for a while it was, uh, okay, these ones are good and these ones are bad, you know, like I said. And after a while, you really just have to go, anything that's being given to us and pushed on us, doesn't matter if it's coming from directly from friggin', you know, New Line Cinema, whatever. It's not coming from Hollywood directly, sure. But that's how they do it. I mean, that's why corporations are more guilty than certain government at, you know, like it, it's a revolving door here and yeah, it sucks because you know, my, my mom just texted me a few hours ago. We saw the sound of silence. Oh my God. And the thing is, is for someone like my mother, there's no point in me getting into what we're getting into here because like, it's almost like she's not looking at the child thing at all. So on some level, that film is effective, but why? Because they know that these people are fucking psychologists. They've been psychologists mainly since the early 20th century. Why is it okay for the millions of people like my mother to suddenly go, oh, holy shit, why is this happening? And that's perplexed me to this day. It's the same thing why I, I don't understand why psychedelics are uh, in the mix with mind control because for me, I was freed in my opinion because of psychedelics. But so it's like, there's these real interesting points where I know there's gotta be an angle. We just don't know it yet. And there's gotta be motive, but we have to find it. And it takes a long time because you have to build behavior. You have to like yes. literally construct behavior because you don't get to put them on your couch, you know? Correct. I don't know. I'm absolutely. a little, I'm kind of rambling here, but you, you pick no, it up. You're absolutely down, right. right? No, because I my mom won't speak to me because really? uh, she is just on the Tim Ballard uh, O.U.R. train. And so interesting, I've, right? Yeah, I've tried to like point out to her. I'm like, I've traced his family bloodline. I've traced all of the complaints that he's gotten since the creation of Operation Underground Railroad. I've mm -hmm. put him in Ukraine with a man who is being investigated by Homeland Security for trafficking um, and he's also being investigated for a satanic ritual abuse case this one oh, person yeah and so i'm like you know what why can't we look at these things but i think that that tugs on the heartstring enough and this is uh what i do personally is for like the boomer generation i guess mm -hmm. um i ask them have you ever heard of the franklin scandal Right. Because their frontal lobes were fully developed at that time. And if they don't acknowledge it or they say no, I say, that's why. Because you don't pay attention to history. Right. And that's why we <laughs> can't move forward. If you're willing to listen, I'm happy to share. But otherwise, yeah. um, I'm not going to be able to loosen your white knuckle death grip uh, of your worldview. Right. Yeah, my dad's got the white knuckle death grip. And, and, you know, he's a smart guy. But, yeah, totally built in patriotism and all that. But my mother's very you know, open-minded and everything. So when she sees this, she just gets exposed to different things and goes, Oh my God, you know, and it, it's a good thing on some level. Sure. But then again, I think on, on, on a person like that's level, the op is just predictive programming. Right. Yep. I mean, it's like on their level, it's predictive programming. Cause it just normalizes that these situations are just happening everywhere. And that's just how life is. And we're taking care of it. Don't right, ask right. questions. Yeah, and for us, it's a different kind of op where it's like, we, okay, us truthers can just rest assured. We got this in the bag. Look how yeah. many views this movie's getting. 
Yeah, exactly. The military is <laughs> handling it despite their track record, you know. And um, I'm not trying to call truthers dumbasses because there's plenty of us that see this. And I know that people are going to sure. listen to this and be cheering. And yeah, exactly. You know, not, but for everyone that's not paying attention to this stuff and not looking at it, you know, you got to really have to. There's no way around it. It's the same thing with you complaining about your normie friends not paying attention to the fucking moon landing or something. You know, right. it's the same dynamic. And people Correct. really need to just loosen. <laughs> you know? yeah just be be open-minded be willing to uh you know you can learn something from everybody so be willing to have a conversation and at least hear the other person out yeah. um especially in this community come on that's what we're built yeah, on right correct yeah we're all we're all noited right so like we're all gonna <laughs> yeah. be like paranoid to an extent but it's like who like knows that. you know yeah. i'm like honestly my huge hope was you know coming on here and you you know allowing me to talk about this stuff i'm hoping that other people because i know other really smart people that watch your show so i'm hoping that other people will be able to like kind of give some little pieces of things that are missing for this false memory syndrome foundation thing yeah. um because i'm i am coming on the record and making the argument that the ex-scientology community is the false memory syndrome foundation of today okay and straight up straight up and that they are kind of operating separately so they're not under one foundation um but but this is what they're doing compartmentalization is a very uh telltale tactic you know not just of scientology but of the military and everything else you know yeah well i mean i i think that scientology is like straight up like a whether it's like naval or military i think it's a complete op yeah, um, yeah. because why do these people get away with these crimes like you know the danny masterson trial like why was that so hard to you know get that taken care of i mean he was on that 70s show who cares yeah. seems like you got some government backing to me quite frankly and you know me and tony are working on this stuff and mm. tony finds out that the most popular uh ex-scientologist journalist has directly been involved in doxing the Dan jane does of the danny masterson case what the fuck and nobody questions the guy on it these the author the other psychologist, whatever, they all just go on his show and mm. nobody asks and they pretend like nothing happened. But Tony's got Jane Doe's reaching out to him and saying that this guy has threatened them Holy shit. and has doxxed them and they're anonymous. They're Jane Doe's in a rape trial. It's completely insane to me. This and then this insane. girl, this girl, trying not to be petty, but this woman... <laughs> She just, you know, uh, they don't want to talk about it. And I'm just like, why won't you guys just look at the facts? I understand yep. that it might be hard to find out that your heroes weren't good people, but uh, that's life. Buckle that's up. Because if, <laughs> if this is the worst thing that you've dealt with so far, you're fortunate. Okay. And I don't care how much time you've invested into it, but I am hell bent on making sure somehow that this uh, false ideology, this uh pseudoscience whatever does not continue because yeah. all it has done is wreak havoc and cause harm and allowed criminals to walk free period so do you think they're bitter because it would have to be the second time that they had to let their heroes die because if this is the ex-scientology community right so where they're being 
you know, they get out of Scientology, they're a mess, and they're getting stalked, supposedly. So what, this is... Oh, no, 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 ex- let's... Let's okay, talk about I'm, this. I'm just trying to get a grasp on the quote unquote X. Are we talking about like support groups? Like for those that are leaving Scientology, these are the, this is the safe haven, at least on the, the public facing side. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so it's like, it's just like the child protective. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. So it appears to be, <laughs> you know, a self created. Um, and there's one individual who's like the most popular and he, and he seems to be, you know, relatively genuine, but it's a self-created community, so to speak. Mm. And, you know, so like this chick, for example, she presents herself as, you know, she escaped Scientology like barely a year ago, but she doxed herself, as you saw on Twitter earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, putting out all of her information. Um, And that's just doesn't really seem like it's true. You know, uh, she was running a clothing store in uh, Los Angeles and, you know, working at a hair salon and uh, partying. And and I'm not knocking anybody for all of that. But from what I understand, when you're in Scientology, you're not allowed to do any of that. She's also stated multiple times on her show that she practiced like she's been practicing or studying psychology for like seven or eight years. That's not allowed for sure no, in Scientology. They are anti that. So. That's really interesting. And then that um, gentleman, the author uh, over from the UK who refuses to get back to me about his Mm. dear friend, Jolly, um, you know, he somehow he just couldn't catch on what LRH was doing because he knew LRH personally because he was in Scientology way back when he was in it for nine years. But apparently he was a celebrity. Well, he gets out. And wouldn't you know it, all of a sudden, he's an expert on anti-cult stuff. So I found some really interesting stuff in the newspaper archives, including a newspaper. And I showed it on Tony's show. I am not stating anything that is not in public record. But there is a newspaper clipping that states kidnapping a child and his name in it. Hmm. So I don't know. Was he saving a kid? Was this a like cult rescue? I don't know. But the newspaper felt it necessary to use the word kidnapping. Wasn't my words. And I made that very clear to everybody. I said that this is not my word. You guys can read this for yourself. Um, And And he was just like alluded to being what around? He was was alluded to setting it up. That's what the article said. Oh, oh. And apparently, apparently he charged a lot of money. Interesting. It is interesting. He also, I found one um, from what the article said, for some reason, he was in, uh, where did Om Shinrikyo do the sarin gas underground? It was oh, Japan, God. right? Japan. Oh, yeah, it was Japan. Yeah, it was near the suicide he was, he, he was there. Wow, was, why the fuck was he? Well, we already know that that Om Shimrikyo was was a government op anyway. It, did you know that? that was, that's an oh, op I know. Guy. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I know that. Okay, okay. He's in the he's in the <laughs> newspaper there. Jesus, he's in the newspaper there commenting about huh. it. That's interesting. Yeah, he's in a lot of interesting places. Yes, but, he is. You know. As Jolly was. Yeah. Must just so I don't know. yeah it always is right they're always just in weird places at weird times it's funny how that works yeah and they don't want to talk about kids so here was my uh 
year was like my breaking point. I think it was last night or night before last night. So, you know, this chick, whatever, they dox Tony. And so we look on her page and they talk about how they're saving children. These girls are taking money and lying about what they're using it for. And I'm not talking about the kids stuff. We've proven factually with receipts that they've shared that they're not telling the truth about the money that they're taking in. Um, but now they also state, you know, that they're saving children and they're taking wow. people's money. So that's where I draw my red line because mm -hmm. you're telling me that the satanic panic wasn't real and all the victims that have reached out to me are liars and right. you are someone in the mental health field and you're taking people's money. So you have some, you have some questions to answer in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what this also has me thinking of? Uh, and I don't know if you've run into this idea. I'm sure you have. But the opposite of false memory where they're implanting memories. Does that go along with this at all? Or would that do you think that would just be a different sub op of MK? So Ultra implanted or memories is false memories. OK, they're saying okay. that the therapist implanted the memory. OK, no, I OK. All right interesting all right i didn't know that angle to it okay versus because there's repressed memories right so um mcgowan actually talks about it when he talks about like gh estabrooks and hypnotism and splitting the mind and how the mind has the protective mechanism yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with children so that is a repressed memory that can come out later maybe it's triggered by something whatever mm -hmm. but the false memory syndrome foundation is these rogue therapists were implanting memories into these kids about right. satanic abuse. It's the same right. thing. That's the cover story. Yeah, I totally get that. I guess what yeah. I'm thinking of is I wonder if the CIA or whatever were doing ops in the opposite direction where I'm thinking aliens again. My mind is on the alien abductions and I'm curious. Oh, I think that that's a very strong argument. Like implanted hypnotic suggestion, things like that. It's absolutely it, it, this technology works both ways, you know? Sure. It's absolutely. Unreal. It yeah. can serve any narrative that they want. Well, I'm thinking about the children. Uh, what was it in like Africa or something? I can't even remember. Yes. Where, the school. Are you talking school, about the school the where they all came outside? Yes. Something is, you know, I know that there's like, there's layers to it. Of course. Sure. The, the teacher that was silenced by men at his door that we have no sure. proof of. But yeah, there's, there's a lot there. And because they're, they are pushing this UFO alien disclosure so hard, that's why I'm just looking at it from this angle, especially the one about kids, because that's the one James Fox has made fucking millions of dollars on putting out his fucking documentaries and shit with all this yeah. proof and, and everything. Yeah. So it's like, what's going on there? You know, and so it, it all comes back to MK Ultra. It always comes back to MK Ultra. Yes, and, it does. And and it's still going, it's got to be still going on in just a, like an open source form, right? It's like the world is now MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, you know, I tell people when I go on other shows, it's like this whole idea of MK Ultra just being this sort of cutesy, Timothy Leary, trippy, you know, summer of love. Um, no, no, they violated, uh, so many ethics codes and uh nuremberg isn't real so anybody that still has that idea needs to toss it out the window because they were in violation of that and you know that um nsa archive the the testimony about martin orne and sydney mm -hmm. gottlieb those experiments against those children was from 1966 to 1976 interesting yeah. 
And they've never officially documented the end of some of those programs. And they still haven't released the names of all of the programs. So we don't know what other programs are running. Mm. Um, and they're just constantly bombarding us. It's like, uh, I like to call the news the men in black wand, where it's just like uh, COVID, bloop, next yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, you know, COVID origins, bloop, the next yeah. thing. UFOs, bloop, the next thing. Uh, you Ukraine. know, Russia, Ukraine, yeah. China, they're just constantly. And mm. I think it's um, sort of like a conditioning sort of exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. This is such a mind fucking a rabbit hole. Not even a rabbit hole. It's like the opposite of a rabbit hole. It feels like the like coming out of a rabbit hole, if that makes sense. That's how I because, feel about it too. Yeah, this false memory syndrome seems to be very universal. And I think that more people are gonna need to look into it. So yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> what else would you like to get into before we before we let this simmer for a while? What do you think? I um I as far I mean, as you, my... you dropped a bomb saying Nuremberg wasn't real. And I'm sure there's lots of layers to that. And we can probably get into it, but I don't know if, how long that would take. But if we, we can get it, you can get it, tease it a little bit if you want. I know you said you well, were gonna be talking about it soon anyway, I, uh, on, your, on your stream. So, you know, most people know about Operation Paperclip, right? Yep. So I was banned from TikTok for my clip series because I was inciting violence and hate speech. And I'm like, you serious? Okay, that's cute. Just, just for acknowledging paperclip? For cuz like on my Instagram videos, I like to put like and the ones that I put on Twitter cuz they're the same, but I have like little pictures. Yeah. And because the swastikas in some of those ah, pictures. There it is. The oldest symbol like, in the world is not okay. No, it's not. You no. know, isn't context <laughs> important? Yeah. Um <laughs> yes. but when you look back at it and you can see the list of names of the individuals that were hung outside of the ones that, you know, killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were 10 that were hung. Now, I would like to put that into perspective. We took, at a, I think at the end of the day, but initially in the beginning, because we only hear about a couple of names. Mm. And I think that's for a reason, but... At least 2,000 at the beginning, we took. Whoa. Russia took their bounty, you know, their amount, but mm. we got most of them. We kept some of them back in Germany under contract, working in the Dachau uh, tunnels underground, yeah. um, but they were ours. So can someone explain to me how Nuremberg is real? It's not mm. real. It's when a, you go on the. A, it's a puff piece. So when you go on the Holocaust Memorial Museum today, like their website, it even says that the Nuremberg Code has not been well established in the court on a global scale. It's just something that's referenced. Right. It's just it's never it's point. never been used. It's never been used in court. Holy shit. Ever. Ever. So that's what I ask people. I just say, let's just look at it and keep it that simple. And then if people are more interested, you know, then we can go, you know, through all of the details. And that's what I'll do on my page. But yes, it's how many did we take? And they were put into very powerful positions within the U.S. government and lots of contracts. And they were awards, uh, you know, private sector too. lots of private sector. Absolutely. Leaders of industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whatever Russia took, we'll probably never know. But. If I can count on two hands, how many were actually hung? Yeah, that's fucked. 
And then 15 years later, some of the nurses were tried because the nurses were the ones that were killing everybody. I'm a nurse. So this is my problem with it, because the past couple of years, people are like, no, Nuremberg 2.0 and make Nuremberg great again. And I'm like, Nuremberg was never great because it wasn't real. And as a nurse, I have a problem with that because the nurses were the ones that were carrying out the orders, especially with the children. So when the nurses were tried about 15 years later, most of them got off, too. Holy shit. And no one hears about that. I didn't know about that. Just in the general public, like people that aren't really digging into it, they don't know about that trial. Not at all. Yeah. Oh wow. That's a, and yeah. So it's a total puff piece. It's what they always do. I mean, as soon as you explain it, it seems so obvious. You know, it's just the same tactics over and over and over again, where they'll make a big stink and celebration or mockery of something that is a little tiny sliver of a much realer story, you know, that's usually how it goes. It's because people, first off, they don't teach us that, right? None of us were ever taught that. Like we're taught that like Nuremberg, you know, that's a staple across the world. This will never happen again. Correct. And then, you know, it's people have such a hard time wrapping their heads around that. That was such an injustice so long ago. That's still to this day, has not been rectified. So there is no ethical standard. That's why, uh, you know, eugenicist Bill Gates is allowed to go down to Africa and do whatever the hell he wants. That's why. Yeah. Because Nuremberg's global. So that doesn't really make sense to me. Right? Right. MK Ultra, Nuremberg, it's all, yeah, it's all global. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, I think, like, even most, in, in like, most conspiracy circles, the memes that float around are like, we took almost a hundred uh nazis over in here in yeah. operation paperclip and it's like whoa a hundred holy shit you know it's like it was a lot more than that at the end layer of the day after layer. yeah and and again I, i'm sorry i keep bringing this up but just the adjacent points are amazing how like that's all a lot of that has to do with the the german bell technology and the hanuba uh ufos that they were developing over there and oh you telling us that the, the united states didn't like paperclip didn't have anything to do with that oh oh i think so and people what just love to forget about that it was not like, everybody um ufo lovers you know you're very more well versed in ufo stuff and this is something that my dad told me so maybe you'll know i think it was the uh, 1936 black forest crash in germany oh yeah i've heard about it i'm not super familiar with it but yeah that was a big one because that was that was a big one yeah really that was a big one and it was right around the time of them starting to work on that v2 technology so isn't that kind of weird that is where did they, where did they get that technology? Because it was an interesting point that was made in um, both in the Devil's Chessboard and in the book The Brothers, that the law firm that Alan Dulles was working at, you know, while he was pretending to be James Bond before the OSS was officially created, right? Uh, you know, he went over to Germany, and they were poor because of the Weimar. So he locked in all the nickel and steel contracts. So how the hell did they come up with such amazing technology in like three years? Exactly. exactly. What's up with them UFOs, man? Well, I mean, and if if you'd like me to wax poetic for a minute, yeah, I would absolutely Please. say that um, the the technology probably most likely, in my opinion, came from 
a discovery. Um, so I like to also say again and again that these people don't lie. I don't really buy into revelation of method, but they don't lie. They just choose language appropriately and frame things in appropriate ways for their narratives. So when Lou Elizondo comes out and or or I'm, I'm sorry, I think it was originally uh, Lazar, Bob Lazar yep. on Mr. Joe Rogan's podcast uh, talking about, well, one of them was an archaeological find. And it's like, bingo, boom, you got all of Rogan's fans hunting down ancient aliens at that point, never looking at ancient humans. And that's been my big overall agenda, if you will, or topic that I've been focused on for like a year and a half, which is giving humanity back their history that's being taken by aliens and all sorts of other mystical things that do exist, but not in the way that's presented to us in any way. That is absolutely correct. I dig into folklore and mythology and say, hey, look, why do these words like fairy and gnome and pixie all relate back to humans that were talked about in early anthropology that eventually just became these magical things? Why Why do fairy circles go back to round tables, courts? of people of the round tables right exactly so all of this and yeah like i'd love to pick your brain about german history because i'm obsessed with all of european and scandinavian history because it's it's the hidden history that no big alternative history buff talks about on any big shows they stick to all the other countries and all the the egyptian pyramids and all that and there's nothing i mean it's all there for us to to dig through but Europe and Scandinavia get left alone quite a bit. And of course, we know that there's a partially a good reason why most people stay away from a good portion of German history. Correct. And I'm Correct. sure you know about how the Thule Society was what the hundred and second name for a group that was hunting their own history since the early 1800s. And they kept getting destroyed over and over again by the Prussians. Really weird. Yeah, well, you know, people don't really uh, like to talk about, you know, so like, for example, uh, older human history, just physiology, like the Nephilim, you know, Mm. like, I'm sorry, in Hillary's emails that Assange (laughs) leaked, there's a straight up email talking about a Nephilim, about a Nephilim body. That's not a joke. They talk about that. The Nephilims were real. So why don't people want to talk about that? You know, the giant is also made into this like sort of folklore joke type thing. And, you know, the round tables and I just refer to them as dynasty families, but like, you know, uh, what what is it the the black the black nobility and you know the great white brotherhood and it's Mm. like no nobody wants to touch that and i'm like why why i want to know why because nobody's the arbiter of truth we all have we should all be able to talk about these things without fear of you know being labeled x y or z um and why can't we know about our history you know because i would argue that Right now, especially in the United States over the past couple of decades, at least our lifetimes, I imagine our ages aren't that different, um, Mm. that some of the families that have been in power are part of a nobility heritage, that they just change last names, you know? I can see that. Yeah, like every 80 years, you know? It's like, why are they pushing for the Great Reset? They going to start changing names? We bringing in the new new, uh, dynasty family? Who's coming next? I do have this like joke in my head and I'm kind of trying to find a way to turn it into like some sort of like fictional dark humor or something like that, where it's like, 
yeah the, i can see these people like walking out of underground tunnels like oh wow all right so we get to live up here now <laughs> yeah exactly like we've it's been locked in a prison <laughs> i mean and and i'll be completely honest that over the past year or two i've um now granted i've had a lot of mystical experiences myself and encounters with presence and all that but at the same time as i dig through history and language i've had this very disillusioned uh episode if you will where i've like for instance giant i was really disillusioned about that for a while and i was completely ruling it out altogether as folklore as like they're giving us this thing and it's there's something bullshit there's some fear going on here and what i found was that the origin of the word gigant like gigas or whatever even before greece and rome like it was back in the phoenician alphabet that this referred to earthborn and when i found that i was like so this doesn't even mean big oh my god giants aren't even real so i started going down a little bit of a false path i've been corrected since for some good friends of mine have helped me on there where there is a fine line there because i've also found that giant refers to nobility how about that in a lot of cases i'm finding quotes like and these were a people of these were a giant people. Thus, they were attired. And it's like, well, what, is, what? Okay, so they were big, so they had clothes? No, that's not what the writer's fucking saying because attired used to mean elegantly dressed, expensively dressed, nobility. This is what it means. So it's funny that there's a Netflix show about the giants versus the Viking gods. I don't know if you, it's kind of teen drama y, but at the same time, it's interesting because these giants are are rich people they are the nobility that are yes they are it's it's very interesting so i'm yes, not opposed are. to the physical giants anymore i don't know how big i'm willing to go <laughs> if you follow the yeah, bible it's not the fuck, hill man, i'm gonna adam die on like, how big was adam in the bible like 26 cubits or something yeah i don't know what i'm supposed to do with that yet i i, I won't go to any conclusions but yeah i've kind of come out the rabbit hole where it gets a little bit of both and we just don't understand what these words mean entirely but no and i think that the root of uh language that's a really great point that you make because you know it's not everybody's gonna be you know this uh wonderful linguist that's a really hard skill to refine but you know it's it, it really does in my opinion come down to the uh black nobility and the great white brotherhood because mm. i think that we are constantly presented with this op of whether it's the failed art student who was sleeping on a bench who suddenly rose to power <laughs> and you know whatever um i think that there were other people pulling his strings uh who were very involved in the dark occult practices uh, that were brought over here. Um, and then even people in modern times, you know, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, oh, yeah. um, whoever, Bill Gates. It's like, get these nerds, you know, in their garage or their basement, just really all of a sudden become these global moguls who are, you know, wielding authority in positions and in areas that they really shouldn't have any business being involved in. So, mm. When was the name changed? Because that's what I would like to know. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's creepy how back all of these people go. And it goes, the it goes back to the round tables, man. Yeah, man. And, and that's that's what's really that's another angle that I've been uncovering is that, you know, a lot of the angles surrounding um, 
you know, uncovered history is that we're finding our true origins and our, our creators or a civilization that was so much better than us. And in a way, maybe that's true. But what I'm also finding is that it's buried history, not because the bad guys wanted to bury the good guys, but that the bad guys wanted to bury their own history. That's it. Thank you. And it's just a good way to kind of put it down to human terms. Like this is, these are bad guys covering their own tracks and man, all they can do is return to the scene of the crime. Yes, absolutely. They absolutely can. And you're absolutely right. It's history is told from the perspective of the winner. So they, they make themselves look like the winner and the good. That's another, that's another thing that's been tried to, people have tried to debunk in recent years. That's like, you know, one of these wild things are like, we're just going to try to change reality and no wars are not, you know, nothing's written just based on winners. It's like, and the whole article trying to propose this is just absolute garbage, no evidence whatsoever, just anecdotal nonsense. And it's like, it's another point where they're just literally trying to change. Like, yeah, natural immunity is bullshit now, you know? Yeah. It's just another point in the, you know, another shift in the narrative. But Absolutely. That's why I we, like. Yeah, go ahead. That's why, like, when I started my videos, I'm like, people don't understand why the world. And I think it's justified why the world hates the United States. You know, every single coup that was carried out, Operation Ajax, that caused the rise of the Ayatollahs, that's where Islamic extremism came from. Everything that we did in Africa from, you know, Patrice Lumumba to Mobutu, um, you know, so many other countries. And, you know, now we're seeing it in Ukraine. And it's just how many years have we been there? How long has this coup been going on? And just now... The New York Times is finally willing to admit that uh, they're saying Nazis in the headlines, but they're mm, saying yes. that Nazis are complicated now. So <laughs> we got to we got to come at it with like kid gloves. And I'm like, no, no, uh, some of us, some of us have been talking about this for a while and there are no kid gloves uh, to approach this with. It is what it is. Mm. Um, this is this is what we do. This is what our incestuous intelligence agencies do because they all work with each other um, is they present to us that these people so desperately need our help and we're not there for any ulterior motive, you know, right, and right. Uh, it, it blows people's minds like when i tell them about um pb success you know in guatemala and how that's where chiquita banana came from and there was the silent holocaust in guatemala that didn't end until the late 90s and that was all for chiquita banana right and people are like what and i'm like yes it's hard to grasp that our government has lied to us for that long. It's not a political thing. This is just a historical thing. And so people need to take the politics out of it and we need to be able to talk about it because whatever they're planning next, if we don't understand our own history, we're not going to be able to prepare for it, you know? Yeah, it's 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 less of uh, we're doomed to repeat it, but we're like doomed to let it all come to an end in, in some sort of way or, you know, something more drastic where it's like, no, we're not going to be repeat. It doesn't feel like we're going to be repeating things anymore. I don't think you know, so. Not with the transhumanism game. stuff. And that's yeah. actually a really good point that I wanted to just shout out to Ian Ferguson. He was a recent guest on my show. And if you're familiar with his work, I mean, he goes yeah. into the black nobility as well. Yeah. And he goes into all sorts of topics and his Malachian versus Luciferian uh, idea 
is incredible it, and it, it really fits into all a lot of the behavior behind these players and how to kind of spot the difference between what their agendas may be you know and it's very easy to see you're talking about the transhumanism that's all the luciferian side that new that new thing and i posted something recently from my friend Dwayne who clipped a a walter Lippmann quote and it was like you know the word new is what we like the new socialism the new democracy this you know all these things it's the new progressive progressivism and that's why language is so important. And, you know, I urge everybody to be junior etymologists and linguists even. And at first it's going to seem like uh, puns and jokes and stuff. And you can kind of go wherever you want to. And, and you got to be careful there because then you can start planting flags where they shouldn't go either. You know, sure. but if you, you talk to real etymologists, they'll tell you that, oh yeah, phonetics plays an absolute role in how you should connect sounds and, you know, why certain languages sound alike in certain re for certain reasons you know phonetics is absolutely crucial so absolutely. when we play those silly word games and we think it's just silliness it's not english is absolutely some sort of coded language not sure how precisely and intelligently it was done or if it was more of a game of telephone i i you know i wish i was there but it's this is all very interesting stuff. I'm sorry. I'm kind of off on a tirade no, here, but it's great. Um, I think we just scratched the surface and it was really great to, to get to know you and listen you to this. And I think we got to do some more shit in the future. I told Tony that I need to get him on my show. And then I think it would be great to get you both on sometime and we can just jam because I think there's just more to talk about, more questions to to be asked, you know? Absolutely. I know that he would be up for it. And so would I. So just, you Sweet. know, let me know. It, this was great. Thank you so much awesome. for having me. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you were here and I hope people love it. Um, this will be out next week. So um, I, I wish I was going to be putting it out sooner. I'll see what I can do. I don't know. I'm trying to work something out, but yeah, <laughs> but either wait. way, leave them with um, the suspense. Yeah. For those who don't know you yet and are, you know, excited to dig into this more, please tell them where they can find you. I am on YouTube and Instagram, rotting, rotting, like rotting fruit, jewels, mm -hmm. all one word, rotting jewels. And then on Twitter, I am Dana Duda, D-A-N-A-D-O-O-D-A-H. It's a childhood nickname, hasn't left. So that's what it is. But that's where that's you can perfect. find me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this and I hope it, um, I don't know, gets people thinking about maybe some connections that they haven't made yet, you know? And, uh, yeah, this was mind blowing and I know it's going to be on the front of my brain for the next month and basically a context in which I'm looking at everything. So thank Hell you. Hell yeah, that. man. Absolutely. And Pandora's box is open. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places, and remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know. And if 
Someone else? No. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.